to Unfederated, a podcast for freelancers hosted by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but have found a way to make a living doing what they love. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Rob. What's happening? Um, I recently took the time to clean out the sunroom where we record these because um, it was really cluttered. It would have stressed you out really bad. It probably still would. Um, but... And in doing so, I found this uh, this thing that Walker and I had lost and been like looking for since we moved into our new house two and a half years ago, which is loose emeralds. <laughs> sure, and and you needed those for casting spells. <laughs> we got, I mean, we got swept away when we were in Colombia, and they have emeralds everywhere that they sell. And we got some really bad quality, like $25 emeralds that the guy sold us wrapped up in a piece of paper, like folded in a just blank pieces, piece of paper. And then like we moved into this house and lost it. And then <laughs> it became this thing where we would say probably it's probably with the loose emeralds. <laughs> so... <laughs> I sure enough found this folded up piece of paper and I didn't even think about it until it was already open and the emeralds had fallen to the floor. And <laughs> so it was a big deal. It was a high payout for a cleaning venture. That's like three levels of, uh, of, uh, unexpectedness. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find all of the things that must have been with the emeralds when you found the emeralds? <laughs> kind of, actually. Was it, was it like a treasure trove? Yeah, of... they'd all been, it was the like Island of Misfit Toys of Lost Things. It kind of was. It was in this old coin purse of mine, and it, there were about like uh, eight gift cards and, um, and a purse pin, like a really nice pin that I had lost as well. So, yes. <laughs> Mm. I dig it. Yes. How's your week going? Oh, we just got back from skiing Vale yesterday, so can't complain too much. There's this great hotels tonight thing. So you go on and you just say, I want a hotel tonight. And there will be these hotels that would be egregiously expensive normally, but because you're looking the day of, they're affordable. So we got to stay at this place that was un- unreasonably nice. That's super cool. We've used that app a few times successfully, like in Atlanta or um, Nashville, and it's always worked out really well. Yeah, big fan. The only thing is, I mean, these really swanky places, I mean, we were checking out and they're like, and the $40 resort fee you have to pay. Like, all right. <laughs> like go pound sand <laughs> build these things into the cost unless you're gonna give us a way to opt out. So Man, that's that's the truth. We um I won a vacation not long ago. And so we went to um, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I was trying to check in on the app for the resort. And it was it was like adding all these random charges just for like check-in. And, and I was like, no, 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 no. We, we got this for free. Uh, so we're not paying those things. Um, so, and... Uh, with the exception of one thing, we didn't like use any of the resort amenities anyways. It's not like we were, you know, uh, doing all the random stuff they had, the the free uh, hikes and yoga classes and stuff. So uh, thankfully, we escaped that with probably the smallest bill of any people that have ever stayed at this particular hotel. I believe that. <laughs> like the lady checking us out was like, whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> you would. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun time. It's a good opportunity when you can just take advantage of a vacation on the spot like that. Um, yeah, how about, how's your week? It's going good. I've, I feel like I'm kind of getting um, my focus is kind of wrapping up the year strong. So um working on a couple things, got my client gifts um all figured out late last week. So uh, a little late on that front, but um done. And yeah, just uh working on I always this time of year do a thing I may have talked about before where uh I revisit my workflows habitually uh, because that's who I am. And I kind of have to throttle that or I would be constantly changing how I do stuff and never, you know, never, never actually doing the, the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I try to only do that once a year. And so this time of year, I, I kind of look back at all the, you know, uh, contenders for uh, programs that I use that I assessed this time last year that uh, maybe said no to then to see if like, you know, the problems I had with them have been fixed or if they've, you know, changed in any significant way. And so kind of doing that too, with like some, some of my bookkeeping software and that sort of thing. So, um, trying to take advantage of this week between Christmas and new year's to, to, which is usually slow, um, uh, to, to, uh, spend some time on internal things. Yeah, that's that was my plan too. And I think partially uh it hasn't worked out like I planned because this whole changing the firm thing. Um because I'm having to like set up a new bank account and a new Coltaf and get new malpractice insurance and all that is taking up a lot of time, but also I'm so busy. Everybody in the world has needed these things. I mean, I have a deal closing December 31st. I um, I really thought I had the hang of it because after two Christmases of doing this, it always slowed down a bunch. And maybe I just overcompensated too much by planning too much during that time, assuming it would be slow. But I am looking into a crunch for the holidays. That's funny. I My now between February is going to be a little bit tough. Uh, I've got a few clients that um, are rolling off uh, at the end of February. So... Um, I'm planning for that, which it just so happens that the clients that are taking their spot are all, you know, needing to start before then. So I've got this season of overlap where I'm just going to try to, um, you know, tie, hold it together and tie up the loose ends as, as things transition through. And if I can get to March, I'll be in good shape. But, um, we have a, a family, uh, trip planned for early in January, which is usually like a perfect time for us to go, um, me and my wife, because both of our businesses are generally slow then. And that's, that's working out to not be the case. I've, uh, I've, I have a, like a, one of my clients wanted me to, um, uh, go to an event with them and had to, had to say no to that. And I've got two other clients that seem really determined to get stuff started that first week of January. And like all this stuff is kind of piled on to that, uh, that random week. Yeah, that's that's kind of happening to me too. Maybe it's a good thing that we have this because it's a family vacation for like our family. So, <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> uh, so we're all gonna go somewhere, and then um, so that's what three, three, arguably four out of five self-employed people. I would say that your daughter counts as a self-employed person <laughs> as well. 
she does most of her work from home. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're, we're all going to be there probably like working on our laptops, but maybe it's good because maybe, maybe when we actually get to that week, everyone will be super chill. They're just, uh, having unreasonably high expectations. Yeah. So I had that same thought. Cause I was like, there's, you know, people were, um, one of my clients mentioned like, Oh, we got to do all this prep and be ready for this thing. That's like uh, the first week of January. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> so, I mean, like that gives us like five business days. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Cause you know, you know, Thursday and Friday of this week, um, you know, we're what recording this on the 16th. Um, but the Thursday and Friday before kind of the, the Christmas holiday, um, we'll, we'll be slow going. And then you've got the week between, uh, and it's one of those years where the, where Christmas and new year's day fall, that it's like one of those, you can take three days of vacation and get a 10 day, <laughs> you know? So like no one works during those seasons. That's true. And That's a good point. So, yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, what's going to happen is what always happens, which is you do your part, but the second you need input from anyone else, they are non-responsive. So everything ends. Yeah. Um, you get that out of office memo. Yeah. <laughs> like, They're like, all right. No. I know. I, and we're doing this transition. So I have a deal closing on December 31st, but it's a deal that's supposed to stay with the old firm. So a hundred percent of the time, uh, deals take longer than their anticipated closing date. Um, so, <laughs> so then you'll be like, uh, straddling the two yeah. companies trying to get it wrapped up. Yeah. Or, or just like trying to, I guess, you know, brush my hands off and be like, good luck. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. This was poorly uh, planned by everyone. I tried. Um, I don't know. It's, and then I've, of course, people are coming out of the woodworks, a huge client that I hadn't heard from since March reached out on Friday with an ASAP request. Yeah, of course. Uh, do you have anything that, um, like looking into next year, do you have any things that you're, you're striving to be different about 2019 versus 2018? Let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I know you've got the, the, the new firm and like a lot of new beginnings. Um, so I, I wondered if that came with that. Um, yeah, my, I, one of my, uh, big focuses for next year is I, I found myself with a lot of clients, but, um, this year, but a lot of them are kind of uh, of a, of a certain size that I don't feel like I'm bringing as much value to. So I'm trying to part of all of the transition that's happening early next year is, is to kind of, uh, evolve from having a lot of smaller clients to fewer, but bigger clients. And so trying to do that well and, and not burn bridges and, you know, leave everyone in a good place and all that kind of stuff is, is all part of that. And, uh, that's, more challenging than I anticipated. Um, so I'm starting to yeah. understand, you know, the, the two or three people who have offloaded their practices onto me, which I'm very grateful for, but I totally get what they were doing now because I don't have anyone. I'm so low for the market. I don't have anyone I can <laughs> send anything to if I can't do it. I genuinely don't have a person I can refer to. Um, for most of the stuff I do who will cost less than me. So, yeah, I, I ran into that exact situation and maybe this is just a, a difficult freelancer thing, but someone was asking me for, um, 
a referral for, from the unfederated community. And it was about a particular thing. And I was like, well, maybe I could help with that. And then, um, it was something I had some experience like uniquely had some experience in. And then I, I kind of reassessed my capacity. I was like, there's no way. And he's like, well, you know, who else could you send me to? And I was like, uh, I mean, not, not, not really anybody. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so sorry for that. I'll keep thinking, but, uh, there's no one that I would, you know, would, would want to, stamp my name on and be like, Oh, I feel good about sending you to this guy. Right. Totally. I try really hard to get people placed. Um, yeah, I spend a ton of unbillable, uncompensatable time when somebody shows up on my desk. I mean, that's what I was doing this morning, trying to find the right attorney to represent them and making sure that that attorney knows that, you know, I've vetted them. They're a real client. They're credible. And then even setting up the first couple of phone calls. And so, that's, I try to do that. And I can do that in almost every space except for what I do. <laughs> um, it just because, and it's not because there aren't talented people doing it. It's because I should charge a lot more so that <laughs> there's, <laughs> you know, um, some way that I can, you know, transition yet. You know, we had a, a friend of ours reach out, um, to me to do some work for him. He's a real, uh, real estate agent. And, um, he, he was like, you know, it's hard. Like, you know, I think I'm really low for the market, but when I actually uh, say my price, people are like, well, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. What do you do for situations? I mean, when you have a client comes in that's too small, like either the budget's too small or it's, it's, you know, their needs are not quite um, big enough for, for, you know, the expense that would come to fix their problem. Do you have a solution to that um, in any other capacity beyond referrals? Uh, I mean, I usually will try to give them some decent advice, like at least put it in writing and make sure you say this, <laughs> you know, uh, and then send them on their way. But um, for the most part, you know, that's the section that a, a solo corporate transactional attorney is uniquely uh, suited to fill, but yet those are not the ideal clients for me. So I don't know. It'd be really nice if I had, I'd say, you know, a first or second year attorney interested in doing this kind of thing that I could partner with and, and say, okay, well, I cost this much, but, you know, maybe work with, you know, Glenna the Good Witch, and she'll <laughs> she'll help you out. She'll let me know if she has questions. She'll help you out. And let me know. Uh, will let me know if she, she has questions. <laughs> That's what I want. I need a Glenda. <laughs> so, right. Um, you can tap your heels. Yeah, or whatever. and just. Yeah. But I mean, if you're successful in this, I think you kind of grow out of the smaller clients pretty quick as well. So. Yeah, I'm kind of running into that with um, some of those opportunities anyone I'd have, I would be able to refer folks to are pretty junior. And I'm like, well, I could, you know, like I could probably give them a little bit of input and get them going and it could be okay. But I'm like, mm, um, but like, is that a missed opportunity for me? You know, like, I mean, could I quote unquote take it and, and manage that younger individual and let them do the heavy lifting, but provide oversight in a way that like makes it about, you know, a, a good project at the end and um you know just passing the baton on that seems like a missed opportunity but at the same time you know it's going to require time and attention for me no matter how you slice it yeah that that is true i think 
I think that what we're seeing is a lack of, um, there's just, there's this huge uh, opportunity in the market for people providing services in a more affordable rate. And we don't, we're not the right tool doing it ourselves, but perhaps there's another way that we can um, fill that gap because, you know, I, I I believe everybody should have access to a lawyer that they can afford, hopefully. And so um, I just would like to uh, burn past my kind of cap of I can I can only make so much money if I'm doing work like that versus if I'm freeing myself up to do the bigger stuff, I can make more and it's more interesting. So, yeah, that's exactly my my motivation. And I don't have the ethical portion of like everyone deserves the right to an attorney. That's honorable you know I just, you don't like, feel that uh, way about like it, google ads <laughs> yeah it doesn't doesn't quite translate Fair, to what i do yeah. but um i i do run into in this this particular season a lot of my clients are um in the e-commerce space and so i've been particularly particularly busy lately with like black friday cyber monday you know holiday promotions and so that's been great um but it's um uh, we've had like a, a random combination in, in my home life uh my daughter was sick for about a week and then we all got whatever she had we just passed around some sort of head cold for a while mm-hmm. and then um our babysitters are all college age students and so when college let out you know we quit having as much child care uh, as we normally do and so for a couple of weeks, um, I've been having to rely a lot on my wife to, to help with, uh, more than her fair share of, of, uh, parental stuff because I've just been super busy with work and it just so happens that m- most people don't buy and sell houses right at the holidays, you know, unless they can help it. And, and so part of my effort to do kind of fewer but larger clients is so that I have just a little bit more bandwidth for that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping to get all that settled by spring or summer when she'll be particularly busy. And then, you know, I can kind of repay that favor, but, um, kind of bouncing back and forth on that is challenging and it. And, you know, part of it is uh, part of my effort is to do that, to increase profitability, which, you know, sounds fine or perhaps maybe a little self-serving, but really it's, to increase profitability so that I can, you know, uh, spend more time, uh, playing dad or, or helping with, uh, family stuff, you know, cooking dinners and that sort of thing. And not, not leaving all of that on, uh, Rachel cause she's a woman. Yeah. I support that. I don't know. Isn't it kind of silly that we have to justify though? I mean, it, it's interesting that you have to do that too, but it's like, you can't just say, I want to work less and, and make more money. <laughs> you know, you have to be like, because I love my daughter and it's important. You know, I, I definitely want to do that too. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I mean, that's part of it. I've got, uh, I've at least this particular season and I don't, you know, knock on wood or I, I don't want to take it for granted, but, um, I've got opportunities that I'm having to turn away. So, you know, that puts me in a position where I can be a little firmer with, with you know the my pricing and and who I'm working with and all those other factors, and so I don't know. Yeah, I mean uh, it's it's a good place to be from a profitability standpoint. But I also I went from just saying I'm going to say yes to any kind anything that's qualified until I got too busy, and then I got too busy, and so it's like okay, what do I do now? And I I would almost 
argue, and I, I get that I'm a marketer saying this, so there's there's some bias, but um, I've found that navigating having too much work is more challenging than getting more work. You know, it's it's like uh, you always think about finding clients is the hardest thing about being a freelancer. And I've, I've found at least in this particular season that not to be true, like, uh, getting that second, getting to that second or third gear where you're saying, uh, you're choosing the right kinds of clients and gracefully navigating out of some relationships and into others, um, is, is way more of a balancing act. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's harder than just, uh, I mean, it's less probably like it's stressful in a different way though. <laughs> Um, I, I need to get better about saying, um, no and giving, uh, better, like the big client that reached out on Friday with an ASAP request, I talked to them and I was like, well, when do you need this by, you know, I have a million things on my desk and they said, uh, you know, as soon as possible. And I was like, all right, well, I guess we can make a call on Monday afternoon. And he was like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I could have taken way more time. <laughs> did not read what they meant by ASAP. <laughs> yeah, gosh, and that sucks because now you're the, like, next time they have another ASAP request, you're the person that can get it done faster. Yeah, so I, I said, you know, well, if I you know, get started on it, it's going to take longer. I'll let you know afterwards because I realized I really over uh, crunched myself unnecessarily. But um, that's not as good of a client touch as it is to over deliver. So uh, <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, um, I've. I've started considering doing something. Um, I'm so my, uh, my chain of thought here, uh, train of thought here went from, I, uh, being the fastest or the cheapest is a really hard and sustainable thing to be. And so sometimes when I can deliver something really quickly, I'm tempted to, in certain situations, uh, let it play out just a little bit longer than it really needs to just to kind of manage that expectation. Right. And so, you know, I schedule that email to go out on Monday morning instead of on Saturday afternoon because I just I don't want the clients to think that I'm going to be available in future Saturday afternoons because I don't know if I will be or not. And so I that the notion of being the cheapest or the fastest becomes. I don't know, it, it becomes problematic because it's it's an advantage Um as a freelancer, cause we can be, but so one of the things I've been toying with is in my email correspondence, instead of like sitting on an email until I can give like a, a good thoughtful response. And I think you're good at this, but like being a little bit more like, Hey, here's an immediate response that says, Hey, I'm going to look at this on Thursday. Like, so I've seen it. I, I, I have not comprehended any of it, but like, just so you know, like this is when you should expect a thoughtful response from me kind of thing. And, um, that way there is that kind of immediacy and people are feeling like, you know, um, like I'm there and I'm present and participating. Um, but also they don't just not hear from me for a couple of days. I, I usually when I try to respond, I'd, I'd like to re- wait and respond when I can respond to something particularly thoughtful, like, Hey, you asked me this thing. I know it's been three days, but here's like the full answer that you're looking for. Um, and, but then, you know, certain clients will be like, whoa, I sent this thing a couple of days ago. I never really heard back. I'm not really sure what the status is, you know? Um, so it'll allow me to just kind of fire off something that's like, 
you know, um, give me two days. Like, you know, you'll hear back the end. I need to be better about that. Um, in a very real way. I, I do, uh, uh, <laughs> I do a good job of, um, I try to do a good job of it, but I could be a lot better. I've been sitting on an email for a second. I know. Um, uh, I've been sitting, um, on an email for a second and on my list, it's like, respond to that email, respond to that email every single day. But if I had responded initially and said, you know, on it, but give me a couple days, then I'd be in the clear, um, I can't tell something in my in my office smells like burning. So <laughs> something is burning near me. <laughs> I'm very distractible because of that. I just changed a light bulb, so maybe it's that. Yeah, no space heaters or uh No. No. Uh what are the cooktop? Uh, uh, the, oh, I did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the things you can't have in college dorm rooms. <laughs> yeah, I do have my griddle and my George Foreman. Uh-huh. But, George Foreman. Yeah. <laughs> there, uh, I don't know. I have one of those paper lanterns, and I put a new light bulb in it, and then I was kind of like, this is just a horrible, real idea when you think about it. Like, it's, <laughs> like I'm going to take this hot thing and surround it with paper from China. Um it's probably <laughs> the thing that was wired in China with Chinese rock. Yeah, <laughs> wiring likely also paper. the case. <laughs> yeah. um, but maybe it's also I have like all these windows, so it could just be somebody grilling or something. Yeah. Um. Sorry for the distractibility. Um. Yeah. I I need to be better about managing that, and maybe it would be better. It, it, it like why am I going ASAP? I'll tell you what my ASAP is instead of saying, oh, as soon as possible. What does that mean to you? Because then I also have this client who's been so nice to work with. He always pays on time. He never balks a, a, an estimate. And he he is a business owner, too. And he said, you know, I need this. How soon can you possibly get it to me? And I should respond probably realizing now how like when do you absolutely need it by <laughs> instead of being like i guess i could stay up all night and work on it <laughs> or the like hey i've got a lot on my plate right now yeah like are there is, is there a real timeline yeah <laughs> you know like that that's not a real timeline what's what's the real timeline yeah like um basically you know we always talk about money and time with uh, in our language. They a lot of the same verbiage is used for both. Like you save time, you save money. You spend time, you spend money. Um, and so maybe you know I put all this thought into negotiating uh, money. <laughs> you know, anchoring biases and and all of these different techniques to kind of getting getting compensated fairly, but. Why I don't employ those regarding time is is another thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Because there's that trade off of kind of like, hey, I could I could do it tomorrow if the price is right. Right. Yeah. Why Why am I not saying like, okay, are you wh- at what point are you walking away? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> if I have you know infinite uh, things to do, then really I need to figure out their walk away point and then edge back from that. And I'm pretty sure I'm very far away from anyone's walk away point. So. Yeah. Gosh. Um, that's tough. I had, uh, had an opportunity recently where someone had, had parted ways abruptly with someone else managing their account. And so their account was just kind of, you know, floundering like it was spending money and no one, uh, in the picture really knew how to manage it. Well, 
And so I kind of got sucked into that one and in kind of a similar, similar way. Cause it kind of felt like, you know, they were emailing me actually over the Thanksgiving holiday, like, you know, panicking, um, which understand, but at the same time, like not my problem, <laughs> you know, uh, not to the extent that it's, you know, dramatically impacting my, my, um, family time and holiday time. Um, but yeah, those are, those are tough ones to balance. Cause then it was the kind of thing where I jumped through a lot of hoops over that holiday weekend to appease them. And then, uh, you know, that Monday I had an email scheduled out that says, Hey, here are the three things I need and we'll get the, get the account live. And then it took them like three days <laughs> to, to get like those two or three small things that was like, a, you know, 15 minutes worth of stuff. And it was, just, I was kicking myself for spending as much time on it over the holidays as I did. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. That is my my go-to response is I review what the person's asking for. And then I, before I do anything, I'll figure out what I'm going to need from them to move it forward. And then I respond by asking for that. So I don't actually, I try really hard not to start on a project until I have all the information that I'm going to need to finish it. Um, because then usually that buys you another like five or six days. <laughs> yeah, that's great too, because then it's not... It it eliminates the situation where you need a super timely response for them to keep moving too. You know, it's not like you get knee deep in it and then you're like, oh, I just need this one thing and then I could finish, you know. And then if you're like me, I start like, I, I you know, alert the client and I kind of start dragging my feet a little bit because I don't want to like put all that away and start something else just to hear back from them. So, you know, I'll give them an hour to respond or something hoping that I'll I'll get it quickly. And that's a kind of a crappy way to, to run things. Yeah, it is. And you can't always predict what you're going to need, but I, I really do try that, especially with like this uh, December 31st closing that seemed so absurdly soon that I said, okay, well, I'm going to need you know this from the Secretary of State, this from the landlord, this from the seller, this from you, copies of all the utility bills, you know, just on and on and on and um, kind of figured that that would do it. And in fact... The person got me all of that. So <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, it, at least in the process of, of them getting me all of the information, it did buy me some additional time. And when they get you all of the things, then you realize it, they really mean it. They really do need things that quickly that they're worth, uh, willing to spend their own time on, you know, moving it forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point because then, you know, um, the, they're putting their money where their mouth is, their, yeah. their time where their mouth is. Yeah. yeah and, and more often than not, vastly more often than not, the person just doesn't get back to you for two weeks. I mean, I had a simple question, like who's, what's the name of the party in this? And I responded to a request for an NDA, like, well, what's the name of the party? And it took 10 days for the person to respond. And I would have prioritized that in the next 48 hours. So that saved me a bunch of time. I don't know. Well, so I guess this episode will drop on Thanksgiving Day. I'm sorry, Christmas Day, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Where am I? Happy Valentine's Day. Ah. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's going to be great for everyone. I hope uh, people are not working 
That's what I, you know, oh, I didn't even tell you. At Vail, I went down to the basement of the hotel into this windowless room because I was exploring after I checked out and I didn't have anything else to do. And, um, and down in this windowless basement, I saw a guy and he was sitting at this desk with like paper strewn all over the desk and a number of those yellow, um, notepads. Um, and I found the restroom, which I was looking for because I'd already checked out. And I like went and then came back out and I looked at him and I went, are you a lawyer? <laughs> and he goes, yes. <laughs> and I started talking to him and like, sure enough, this was yesterday. Sure enough, like he's a lawyer because it's Saturday. It was a bluebird day. It was beautiful outside. And he found the only windowless room to spread all of his work. He had been in-house counsel. I won't name because you could probably piece together. He was a very high profile attorney. Um, and we talked for a while. He was so nice, but bless his heart. <laughs> so right. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> so, um, we're all out there doing our own work in the holidays. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that's not you this Christmas, but uh, if it is, hopefully you're you're uh, making it worth your while. Just go to a room with a window. Like <laughs> that's my advice. <laughs> treat yourself. Treat yourself. Like <laughs> if you're in the holidays and you think you're working too much, look around. Can you see the daylight? Because if so, you have it better than some people. <laughs> Try to carve out some time because people will understand. Uh, if you just, you know, buck up and tell them like, I'm sorry, it's the holidays. I can get to this afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe this, um, this won't air in time for this to be helpful. But one of the things I'm going to try to do this week is just kind of send an email to all my clients. I haven't talked to in a minute and just be like, Hey, here's, here's just like a quick update about what's going on. And then here's, here's my expectations for around the holidays. Um, you know, just like, if you need me, fine but like my goal is to kind of be working but um you know not actively for these couple of days and and just so people know i'm around and paying attention but don't leave me alone unless it's something important i like that a lot i think that's a great idea if i didn't have like 100 people that i would have to send that to <laughs> and i felt like if i sent that to all of my um dormant clients they would all give me more work <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 you're yeah. working? oh, yeah, I remembered. I meant to send you this and I'd be completely buried. I'm taking the other approach and trying to really go like under the radar. That's a good point. <laughs> go back into your bunker. Yeah. Bunker time. Yeah. <laughs> Windowless bunker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything you want to say in closing? I don't think so. I think it's been, so I, I guess this will be our last show for the year. The next one, um, if, if it all works out, may, um, may post on the first day of the year, or if not the fo the following Tuesday. So we'll, we'll kind of see, um, how that plays out with everyone's holiday schedule, um, uh, per this co whole conversation. <laughs> um, and so, but, um, Thanks. If you're listening, thanks for, for making this podcast a whole lot of fun. And, and I think 2018, uh, has been a lot of fun as we've launched and kind of gotten our legs underneath us. And I feel like we've hit our stride in a, in a good bit, um, uh, a good way. Um, I don't know if you'd agree with that, Sarah, but hopefully I totally agree uh, with that brother. <laughs> well, so we'll, we'll carry that momentum into next year and hopefully, uh, uh you will join us there. See you in 2019. Boom. <laughs> Bye. All right, see ya.